As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This Saturday, the NWSL Championship will pit two underdog teams with contrasting styles against each other. Today, Steph Young joins the show to tell us what went right for the Chicago Red Stars and Washington Spirit in their semifinals, and what they'll need to do to win the championship. I'm Alex Abnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for Wednesday, November 17th. Okay, we have a NWSL championship game, we have an MVP, we have a defender of the year and a coach of the year. We don't have a goalkeeper of the year or a rookie of the year yet, but we're still going to go all uh but we're still going to go over all of it today with Steph Young who is here. Uh Steph, let's start with the championship game. It's the Chicago Red Stars versus the Washington Spirit. I think it's fair to say this is not the matchup uh most people expected coming in, right? <laughs> I think a lot of people were betting pretty heavily on, you know, Cascadia rivalry, Thorns, Rain game. Um, But you know what? I don't think that this is a game to be disappointed by. Like both of these teams have absolutely played their way in. It hasn't, it's been a little bit fluky, but not really. So I'm actually pretty hyped. Yeah, those two teams that were knocked off the uh, Thorns and OL Rain were the number one and number two seeds in the playoffs. Uh, both of them now out in the semifinals. Uh, both were knocked out partially with goals scored from absolutely ridiculous angles. Uh, we'll get to that in a bit, but let's go over each finalist individually. First, the Chicago Red Stars. Steph, how were they able to knock off Portland at home, uh, at, <laughs> pro- <laughs> at home, despite not having Mallory Pugh or Kayla Sharples, both of whom were out due to uh, contracting COVID-19? Um, I think it was, for one, they were defensively kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, they they executed exactly as they needed to for the whole time. And the other end, it was a little bit of that dash of luck. But that Katie Johnson goal, I think we all saw where she like top shelfed it, upper 90, near post somehow. Bella Bixby maybe didn't, she didn't set her feet right, so she couldn't quite get her hand to it. But yeah, after the game, Kitty Johnson was like, that was a back post shot, actually, (laughs) (laughs) that somehow went front post, but who cares? And then obviously Sarah Woldmo with a little bit of a worldie. Um, If you look at the stats, 21 shots from Portland to five from Chicago, 
seven shots on goal to two, um, seven corners to one, 29 crosses to 10, uh, 435 Thorns passes to 289 from Chicago. I think that kind of paints a pretty good picture. Sometimes the stats lie, but I think this, this one tells you, you know, Chicago, two shots on goal, two goals. Very efficient. It's hard to get much more efficient than that. I remember I, w- I was watching this game and thinking, well, that first goal was a little bit fluky. You know, I think I think maybe Bixby just wasn't set for that one, but they'll come back into it. They're they're dominating this game, and it just didn't happen. Um, they of course did this, as I said, without Mallory Pugh. Uh, that's probably the biggest name that was that was missing. Um, we don't know yet if her or uh, or Kayla Sharpers are going to be return be able to return in time for the final. Um, but if they are not able to play, what do you think Chicago's game plan is going to be in order to actually win this final? It'll be interesting. Obviously, the spirit are not the thorns with the thorns because Chicago was so good defensively. And we got to remember the thorns did not have Crystal Dunn announced That's her true. pregnancy. Lindsay Horan out at the last minute because she picked up a bad um, eye injury uh, during practice the day before. So bad, she temporarily lost vision in the eye for several hours, she announced. Jeez. So they're like, maybe don't, maybe don't play. Yeah, makes um, sense. And without Haran, Chicago's completely able to uh, nullify Christine Sinclair. So it left them without a lot of options, especially down that that middle area. They might be able to do the same to the spirit without Pew because they don't rely on Pew for that. That's down to their midfield with Gatro and Woldmo and Di Bernardo. Um, and we've seen that without Pew, they can score. I think Katie Johnson's a great forward, and I think she hasn't gotten kind of her her just do this season, maybe not the time. Although with Mal Pugh in the form she's in, okay, I understand. I understand sure. why. <laughs> but without Mal Pugh and now without Kaylea Watt, we're waiting to see because she also left through injury. Right. A lot falls on the short shoulders of Katie Johnson against the Washington Spirit. But if I'm going to bet on one team to be able to pull the other out, I'm always going to bet on the Chicago Red Stars to be able to pull apart the Spirit as opposed to vice versa. It'll be interesting to see, especially because the narrative around the Chicago Red Stars has been that they're just kind of perennial almost. They're always sort of in the conversation. They come close, but they're never quite there when it comes to a championship. Is this their best chance so far to actually win an NWSL title? I think it is. And I think it's really interesting that they'll be doing it without Julie Ertz. Yeah. Um, when she was out, I think a lot of people were like, the longer she stays out, maybe the worse this is for Chicago, but they adjusted to it and they look great without her with apologies to Julie Ertz. They're, they're looking really mentally strong right now. Um, I mean, you have to be mentally strong to, to defend without massive errors for 90 plus minutes. I, yeah, I would say if they were going to win, this is as good a year as any. Well, speaking of mentally strong, uh, it's hard to talk about that without talking about the Washington spirit, all they've been through this season, uh, off the field, even on the field with their training facility, uh, tr- uh, changing, uh, tra- training at a high school, this team just keeps on winning and they keep on scoring kind of incredible goals. Ashley Sanchez scoring the winner in a two, one win over OL rain in the other semifinal. And listeners, if you have not watched this yet, I have to be honest. I love Ashley Sanchez's goal that won this game. I absolutely adore it. It's just such a weird one, but so intentional. It was kind of a broken play on a corner kick. Found herself at like basically what, like a 179 degree angle, like almost practically mm-hmm. on the goal line and just sort of delicately chips it right over the goalkeeper. And it was, and it went in and everybody was just like, 
uh, what? <laughs> Sanchez herself said after the game on that corner kick, she's like, I went somewhere I wasn't supposed to be. And so talk about like fluke goal, although the skill for her to like, I think she's the outside of her foot to kind of just yeah. plop it into the goal. It was great. Absolutely fantastic. Would watch another 50 times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so again, if you haven't seen it yet, that was that that's sort of the highlight from that game to look up. Uh, but on the whole, it was obviously the game was much more than that one amazing goal. What did the Spirit do right in that win over OL Reign? This is another game that I was watching and thinking that the Reign were going to find their way back into this at some point, and they just didn't. You and everybody else. A yeah. little bit, this was the Reign's game to lose, especially setting the tone so early on. Third-minute goal from Eugenie Le Semain, Like that's the kind of thing that really takes the wind out of your sails. But they were like third minute. That means nothing. It was a classic, right? Sam Stobbs, the center back. She looks downfield, winds up. Everybody knows exactly what's going to happen. Trinity Rodman had two center backs on her and still managed to get on the ball and like her ability to one touch the ball on the run into the goal. Like she assesses all the angles and just picks the right shot choice. It's incredible for a rookie. Right. So, you know, five years from now when she's a season forward, RIP everybody else's defense, I guess. Um, so, yeah, that's the kind of thing that they they did right. Mentally, they stayed strong. They played to their their strengths. But it's also the kind of thing that we just talked about it with Chicago's the kind of team you can't pull out. That long ball, that look over, stop to Trinity Rodman that equalizes things for them. That's not the kind of thing you can do as much to the right. Chicago Red Stars. So, yeah, and I think the rain also made a tactical error. They uh, Laura Harvey substituted Quinn in the 66th minute for Balser. So pulling a more defensive midfielder for a forward turned out to not be the answer. Um, had to pull Fishlock a little earlier. Fish look, Fishlock looked a little bit gassed. Yeah, I, I think a little bit was the reins to lose. You look at the stats again, 23 shots to 13 for Washington, but three shots on goal to four. Right. So we're seeing again a tale of the two most efficient teams advanced here. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Yeah, is this going to be a situation where the spirit are going to need to really tighten up defensively if they're going to have any hope in this game against Chicago, or can they just pretty much keep on doing what they've been doing and, and have a shot at the, at a title here. Maybe Rory Dame said something really interesting when he was asked about like Chicago has a reputation this season of a team that can't be drawn out against their will, where he said, we have really specific triggers for going. And if the conditions aren't completely right and we're completely positive that we can go, we don't go. And so it seems like everybody has is on the same page, right, about the triggers. They're really disciplined about them. Nobody's going, oh, this is, you know, a 50% chance instead of the 70% or whatever that we should be going on. Um, 
I think I meandered a little bit away from that, but but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think you know, um, Washington tightening up defensively, maybe not as much as you might think, just based on Rory Dame saying, talking about you know, if we're not sure, then we don't go. Right. Well, that'll be interesting uh, to see. The NWSL Championship Final is on uh, CBS, big CBS, big, big CBS. deal, big CBS. Yeah. It's on broadcast. Uh, that's that's exciting at uh, twelve p.m. noon Eastern time. So those of you on the West Coast, wake up, make some coffee, catch some NWSL. Although maybe those of you up in Cascadia might not want to watch just for. Maybe it's a, a good reasons. Saturday to finally sleep in. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but before we go, uh, Steph, I want to talk over some of the award winners that we've had in the NWSL so far. We don't have all of them yet, as I said, but we do know the MVP. That's Jess, Jess Fishlock, who you already mentioned from OL Reign. Thoughts on that choice? I'm fine with it. Um, the ultimate voting, uh, the ranks turned out to be number one, Jess Fishlock, then Mal Pugh, Midge Purse, Ashley Hatch, and Angela Salem. And I actually think that there's more to discuss here with Angela Salem coming in so low, given how crucial she was to the Thorns, which is not to diss Hatch, Purse, or Pugh, um, but I think she absolutely should have come in above Ashley Hatch at the very least. Uh, but Jess Fishlock, uh, that's an unobjectionable pick to me because she was extraordinarily valuable to the rain. She helped get them to, you know, a semifinal in the playoffs. And if you try to picture the rain without her, I think you would be like, okay, yeah, maybe it's not absolute. They won't make it, but it would be a lot more difficult. She's a, a, a leader for the team on and off the field. You might argue MVP should be purely on field metrics, but I don't know that that's correct. And when you yeah. have the final vote being 50% players, I think that those off-field metrics are something that comes into play. Coach of the year, also from OL Reign, but maybe a little bit more of a controversial choice. Laura Harvey winning uh, NWSL Coach of the Year. Uh, what do you What do you think about that? A little bit more objectionable. Which yeah. all respect to Laura Harvey, who clearly did a great job cleaning up the rain and putting them back on their feet after their disaster season start under Ben Steedy. But she wasn't here for the full season. Mark Parsons was. Um, you know, they got their teams to the same place, <laughs> essentially, true. in the playoffs. And yeah, I I think I need to give the edge to Parsons, who maybe did more with his team than Laura Harvey did. Like, maybe you might argue with me over, like, what metrics are you using here? What do you mean by more? They got to the same place. You just said it. But I don't know. Sometimes it's just vibes. It's vibes. And it's also, I think, importantly... Uh, working over the course of a full season uh, yeah. is is important in this case. Uh, lastly, I know that you have thoughts about Caprice Didasco from Gotham <laughs> FC winning Defender of the Year. Here, Here's your soapbox and your microphone to talk about how good of a choice this was. I'm so pleased for Caprice Didasco, who if you look at her pass map after every single game or like her goals added chances or just any past network, she's so vital to that team and does everything that you're asking of a modern fullback, which is modern fullbacks these days have to be so athletic. They have to have the tank for 90 plus minutes running the full length of the field on the flank. They have to be good in transition. They have to sometimes be ball carriers as well. They have to have good distribution. You know, they have to be able to play through the half space or at least the way that Gotham was playing. They did. And, you know, she didn't have all of the best targets all year long, like the best pick. 
it was kind of in and out with that forward line, whether she would be working with like me, Midge or Ify or, or Carly Lloyd or whatever. So I just think even though you can make an argument for some other defenders who, you know, were maybe just as good as her technically in the qualities, once again, right, we talked about this with MVP, those off-field qualities sometimes come into play. But her on-field qualities were spectacular, particularly given Gotham is not, you know, a number one seed. They're Gotham. Yeah, absolutely. Steph Young, thank you so much for setting us up for Saturday's final. It'll be interesting to watch and uh, everybody should read coverage on The Athletic and also uh, listen to Meg Linehan's podcast full time. You guys will both be in Louisville for that game. And I'm looking forward to, uh, to reading about it. Urban, here we come. <laughs> Once again, the NWSL Championship is this Saturday at noon Eastern on CBS. That's big CBS. Steph and Meg Linehan will both be on site for that. You can read their coverage on The Athletic, and I'm sure they'll be talking about it as well on the podcast full-time with Meg Linehan. Elsewhere in soccer today, the men's game is fairly quiet with the end of World Cup qualifying, but the UEFA Women's Champions League is in action. The pick of the bunch in that match day is probably Olympic Lyon versus Bayern Munich. That's at 3 p.m. Eastern on DAZN, which is streaming the game for free on YouTube. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can get 33% off a year subscription by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thanks for listening, and happy soccer to you all.